What's going on, everyone? I hope that everyone has had an incredible week so far. I'm your host, Zach Shoeshoemaker, and I'm at my home in Gibbard, Arizona. And I'm excited to let you guys hear from two of the top recruits in Butler's number 7 2020 recruiting class in Miles Tate and Miles Wilmoth. To stay up to date, though, on future episodes and my show, The Breakdown, on YouTube, make sure to go and follow me at Zach Shoemaker on IG and Twitter. I don't want to waste any more time, though, so let's get right into it. I'm blessed to be able to welcome the number 99 ranked player in the 247 sports rankings, the number 16 point guard and a four-star guard from 2020 class, a three-time state champion and number two ranked player in South Carolina, an upward star than Dorman High School star and recent baller commit, Miles Tate, for the 34th episode of Shoes Views. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Let's jump right into the big commitment you made recently. So why did you originally decide to go play for Butler now? Well, um... Butler is a great program academically and athletically, and they just showed me the most love. And I just felt like I was at home on my visit, and uh, I just felt like it was the right decision for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what was it that Butler kind of like stood out compared to all the other schools that were recruiting you? Uh, well, Coach Jordan, he was just uh, being very genuine with me. The whole staff, they showed love, and – I know it's a uh, Big East is a great conference to play in, and that's what you want mm-hmm. as a big time player. So uh, that played a part into it, and I just felt like it was a, uh, the right move and the right school for me. Absolutely. So is Butler like by far the favorite, or are there other schools like you were really considering? Uh, I had I had a top seven, mm-hmm. but uh, Butler was was uh, it wasn't my favorite at first. Uh, okay. But, uh, as I kept talking to coaches and. They was just showing me the most love, and they showed me that they wanted me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I think that's definitely one of, if not the most important thing. I mean, knowing that the coach is going to put everything on the line to make sure you get to where the point you want to be at and just go around you is always the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what was the impact on you? I mean, coming in now, you're a top 100 player. You've had many accolades. So is there, like, pressure that comes along with it? Is there confidence? Or what is, like, the effects of being having that kind of thing behind your name? bring to your game well uh i just try to stay humble and stay away from all the the media and uh and all the and all the hype behind my name and mm-hmm. just remember that it's just basketball so i just keep my confidence up and i just remind myself that it's just a game and i'm out here playing with the people that uh that i play with and my teammates and we just mm-hmm. get try to get the job done no doubt man i think that's a very important thing i mean I know there's a very fine line between confidence and being, like, cocky and all that. Yeah. But, I mean, definitely, like, confidence is, like, needed for everything you do in life. I mean, especially in sports. But, I mean, business, everything. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. but when you take it to the cocky extent, it really def- it defines and, like, takes away from working hard and getting to the point you want. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you won't get complacent. Absolutely. So talk a little more about your recruiting class. I mean, Butler's now ranked number seven currently in the 2020 recruiting class. What's, like... What's your thoughts on that? Talk about some of the big-time players that's going to be joining you. Well, Butler has a good recruiting class coming up. Me and um, Chuck Harris will be in the backcourt uh, competing. we got uh, some players there now that will still be there when we get there. So it's going to be mm-hmm. very exciting to see what the future holds uh, with Butler basketball. Absolutely. I mean, I think definitely going in there, I mean, a lot of people are saying that you guys are on the verge of probably having the best recruiting class in Butler history. And that's definitely a big thing to kind of like pressure, but also at the same time it's like, you guys know you guys can accomplish, assumably, the most than any other Butler team has ever done before. Yeah, it's been a lot of Butler players. A lot of good players come from Butler, and that's a, mm-hmm. it's a huge honor to be uh, 
kind of be considered the best recruiting class. But we're gonna take it and try to and try to build with it. No doubt. So, what are you most excited about when you're gonna go all step foot on college court? Uh, it's just the the dream that I've been having about playing on a college court and mm-hmm. just anticipation. And when I first step on the court, I know I'm gonna be very excited. So, I'm excited about the atmosphere and just playing ball on the college court and with the college team. It's just a dream that I've been having. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of guys, like, when you – I mean, everyone always dreams of – I mean, a lot of people dream of the NBA, but, like, always, like, one of the first things is playing college. I mean, it's cool and all. You get your recruitment and your commitment. But, like, when you finally get a step foot on that court and be like, you've done it, like, your school is paid for and you're able to play at this level, and that's definitely going to be a surreal moment that it's going to be hard ever for to get that. Yes, sir, it is because a lot of people don't get to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what caused you to get a lot more attention recently? I mean, I know there's a lot of guys like you and have that story where, like, they don't get discovered till later in the high school careers or even after their high school. But what is it like, I mean, getting that recognition and finally moving up a bunch of spots to where you get a lot more attention from other people? Well, I just kept staying on my grind and, and uh, really not worrying about it. And then um, when the publicity started picking up a little, I just kept the same mindset and and mm-hmm. act like I don't have anything. I just keep grinding and keep doing what I do. Absolutely. So did you ever, like, decide to, like, start changing something about your game, or was it just staying completely the same? Or is it, like, going into different things, like, I want to prove this to people, I want to prove that? Well, I knew when you uh, play in a higher level of basketball, you have to be bigger and stronger because everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's athletic, everybody's fast, but – Strength is, is going to play a, a big part in a, um, high-level basketball, and you got to have strength, and you have to be conditioned. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing I've tried to change about my game and try to get stronger, bigger, stronger, mm-hmm. and faster. No doubt. I mean, I think that's definitely a key thing when you look at it. I mean, a lot of guys, like, a lot of people think that maybe just because you can dunk, you have a pretty high vertical, like, it's mm-hmm. going to go all the way, which, yeah, it's cool in high school and all, but a lot of times it's like you have to add so many other pieces to your game because yep. how many people, I mean, not a ton of people in the world, but in terms of the world of basketball, how many guys can dunk? How many people can do this and that? So yep, they can be yep. able to have the strength or different IQ or different things are always key during the long run. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. So why, in your opinion, do you think it takes some guys like you and many others to like, get discovered later on? Well, I feel like it's different situations for everybody. And uh, the, the moments that big-time players play in and big-time players are going to make plays and the right people are going to see you, so. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just it's just a matter of time before the players that need to be seen get seen because it might mm-hmm. start early for some people in, in different situations, but it might come a little later for some other people. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I mean, definitely God always has his path to work out when yeah. the best time is for everyone. Yeah. So just jumping a little bit, talking about AAU now. So why did you decide to go play for Upward Stars? Well, Upward Stars is a, a Christian-based team. And that played mm-hmm. a lot, a big part in um, me playing with them, and it, um, and the basketball side, they uh, they have a lot of talent on that team, and it's right in South Carolina, so it okay. wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to play anywhere else mm-hmm. for me. And um, I feel like it's the uh, the best the best situation for me because the players around me, we are very close, and they're good players. So a lot of good players playing with other good players make a good team. Absolutely. So, I feel like we, we bonded together and we got better as a team and as individual players, and it, it just worked. No doubt. I mean, it's always the most important thing. I mean, a lot of people have different takes on AAU, 
But, I mean, that's always the best thing. When you can create those brotherhoods and bonds that go past basketball and they're still being on, especially in your case, focusing on God. Let's talk a little bit more about your AAU career. What's some of the other teams you played on throughout your course or AAU career? Well, my first AAU team was regular up with stars. I was in, like, mm. fourth, fourth grade, regular up with stars. And uh, okay. that's how I started off playing with them, playing a couple of local tournaments. And um, uh, then I played with Carolina Bulls, sixth grade. Then um, – on the circuit, my first circuit team, I played with a team loaded North Carolina. Okay. I had transitioned to Old Stars mm-hmm. in the summer of my um, 11th grade year. Okay. So I played with them until until now and okay. finished off with Old Stars. That's awesome. So talking about more about high school now, so what led you to decide to go play for Dorman High? Um, in middle school, uh, in Fat Forest, I went to Fat Forest Middle School, and they mm-hmm. go to Dorman High. So uh, I've always been in the Dorman program. I played in the Dorman Developmental League when I was in elementary school. Okay. So um, Dorman was always the school I was going to go to uh, growing up. And, yeah, that's how that's how I went to play for Dorman, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. So were there any schools that you kind of also were considering or have been considering in recent years or even now? No, nah, I've never considered another high school but Dorman. Okay, that's awesome. I, mean, I know there's definitely a lot of takes. I mean, some people like going to the other states to go play in like big prep schools or something. But if you're able to get what you want in getting your college scholarship at a high school, I mean, they can't be much better than that because you can stay home, close to family, and still be able to play at a high level and get your offers you want. Yep, yep. yep. So what's one of the most memorable games or matchups you've had while playing at Dorman? Uh, one of the memorable games I played against Zion Williamson my 11th grade year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came to Dorman, and it was a packed house, the most packed game ever at Dorman. And uh, he brought he brought the city out, and we had a great matchup. Mm-hmm. No doubt, man. I think I mean a lot of people that look up mixtapes about Jim, and you see matches with me with guys like Chloe Anthony, obviously Zion. I mean, a lot of great players, which is key to play. I mean, South Carolina definitely a lot of top star players, especially as of late. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest accomplishments I'd say you've had so far would be obviously winning state champion three times now. What's that impact like, and what's it like feeling that you know you won three and you have a chance of winning a state champion in all four years of your high school career? Was well, really a testament to all the hard work that my team puts in, and my coaching staff, and the school, and uh, all the individual work we do in practices. It's just, it's just work paying off when we win those state championships, and um, we really focus on the region first before we get to the state championship because you can't win a state championship without winning the region. Mm-hmm. So we focus on we focus on what we control and then when the playoffs get there we in lock in lock mode. So we just we just go get it. No doubt. So what's your expectations for this upcoming season? I'm, I'm sure it's to also win the state championship again. But I feel like yourself, are there anything you really want to improve on or improve on your stat line or something? Uh I'm I don't really worry about stats. I just try to win as many games as possible as a team mm-hmm. and we're going to try to build and try to uh, and try to get better every day. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So another thing that I don't know if a lot of people know about you, but you also play football. Will you play this upcoming season? No, I won't be playing this year. Okay. Did you start playing basketball or football first? Football was actually my first love. I, I started playing football before basketball and um yeah, that was my first love before before I even picked up a basketball. Mm-hmm. So when did that change start to originally come? Like you wanted to decide you started leaning more towards basketball. 
Uh, I would say my ninth grade year, mm-hmm. I started leaning more towards basketball. But I was still playing football and still doing what I do. But basketball just – it just – my eyes open in the basketball world because seeing the opportunity that people get and seeing how fun – and this guy was way more fun to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. That's something obviously got all these different different paths and all. I mean, being able to realize yep. that and be able to play two sports is great and all. But when you show you're able to lock it and know that this is what God wants you going down, it's always a great moment and a great feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. So I think one of the really big memories you're always going to have is in 2017, you had to practice alongside the North Carolina Panthers. What was that like? Oh, that was a great experience. And we interacted with all their players and we got to see what they do and experience the NFL life. And it was very fun. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm-hmm. So what's some of the best memories you took away from that? Uh, When we first stepped on the field, um, I was with the receiver, so we had to pick a receiver to warm up with, and I went straight to Kevin Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And they were playing some music, and me and Kevin Benjamin were dancing and rapping with each other the whole time, <laughs> and we were just having a good time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about knowing Zion Williamson. How did he help impact your career? Well, I talked to Zion a lot during when he was in high school and a little bit when he was in college and still even some now. And uh, – when we when when we used to talk, we used to just talk about how how I can improve and what I could do better, and mm-hmm. and he was just telling me to keep going, keep working hard, and uh, yeah, he was just a big impact. And I know he's from the same city as me, so that's that's just eye opening that if if he can do it from Spartanburg, South Carolina, then I feel like I can too. Absolutely, man. I think it's always key to have that kind of player that makes it to that level. Of course, that kind of comes back and like helps the city and helps all the other guys playing that sport or whatever it is to be kind of be inspired and drive to be like him. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So there's someone you'd ever like to team up with someday or someone you kind of consider being your dynamic duo or your big three possibly. I've never really thought about that to be mm-hmm. honest. I want to play with Jimmy Butler before he retires, but uh, I mean, I really never thought about teaming up with anybody. <laughs> okay. Is there anyone you've kind of played alongside, like, at a camp or AU or somewhere that like, you just know you and him maybe played really well together? Uh, I played with um, Katie Johnson one time. Okay. Camp. And we were both we were both doing pretty good, and I remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else? I played with Zaire Wade at the um, – at the CP3 Academy camp, the okay. point guard camp, and we was playing pretty good. And, yeah, that's there awesome. those two people there that stuck out to me. That's cool. So what's something that you really pride your game on the most in your life? Uh, I watch a lot of Trey Burke. Mm-hmm. I watch him a lot because he's my size, and uh, he can get to the same spots that I get to on the court, and he just creates his shot really well. And I watch a lot of De'Aaron Fox because he's so explosive, and uh, – he gets to his spots easier, and he's just really fast. So I try to be the same type of speed that he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watch a lot of uh, Peyton Siva. Mm-hmm. He played at Louisville and played in the NBA for a little bit. And uh, he's just a shot maker, and he's just a leader. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, mean, I, and I like to watch a lot of Kobe Bryant, too, because his winning mentality. No doubt. I mean, I think especially the Trey Burke and Peyton Siva comparisons, I mean, I think that's something that's not a lot of people really look at. I mean, a lot of people obviously go to, right to, like, the top guys. 
But, I mean, being able to realize all these guys that are NBA players and how you can compare to them is definitely huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big factor. Mm-hmm. So, is there anyone you kind of model your game after? I would say I model my game after Trey Burke and Kimball Walker because we're both we're both uh, kind of undersized, but mm-hmm. we still have that dog in us that uh, just keeps us motivated. No doubt. So, who would you say is your favorite NBA team? Uh, my favorite team right now is Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. For Jimmy Butler? Because Jimmy Butler, yeah, Jimmy Butler my favorite player. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, who do you think is going to win the NBA championship this year? Um, I'll have to say probably L.A. Clippers because mm-hmm. they can match up with anybody in the league. And they have the best defensive front quarter and back quarter in the league, I think. Yeah, I think that right there is the key thing. I mean, a lot of people always say that I think that offense completely has taken over and offense wins games. But I think, yeah. I think it's going to really come down to if the Clippers end up winning it, I think that has to be counter-agreed. Counter I mean, because you think about it, I mean, yes, Kawhi, obviously, and Paul George can score at an insane level, but they're also known as, like, some of the best two-way guys and defensive players. So, I mean, and Beverly, obviously, and so, and so many other guys. So, yeah, if they're yeah. able to shut down someone, it shows how important defense still is. Yeah. So, who in your life have you say would be the biggest role model? Uh. My biggest role model is probably my dad because of how hard he works for my family and the sacrifices he makes for his family. And he's just a family first guy, and he just I just look up to him a lot. That's awesome. I mean, definitely always to have a role model, especially a family member's key since they're always involved in your life so much. Oh, yeah. So finally, I always like to wrap up talking about God. I mean, he obviously is one of the most important things, especially in my life. But how would you say in your life he's impacted your life the most? Oh yeah, God is everything, and uh, my religion is the most important thing in my life, and that's how my family raised me, and that's how I'm gonna keep living my life. And when I go to college, and right now in the future, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep God first and see what happens. No doubt. I mean, obviously, always keeping Him first, I and mean, He's the one that obviously knows everything ahead of us and has the right path set up for us. So, I mean, yep, yep. as long as we listen, it's gonna be something that's gonna be a great ride. Oh yeah, He will. Mm-hmm. Well, it should have been great talking to you, my guy, and I can't wait to see what you're able to get done your senior year and obviously at Butler and so on. Best of luck. I appreciate you. I'll stay in touch. All right, sounds good. God bless. All right, you too. All right, I hope you guys all enjoyed the first member of Butler's 2020 recruiting class, but stay tuned because you're not going to miss what Miles Wilmoth has to say as he's the number one player from New York. His interview is coming up right after this. I'm excited to be able to welcome the number one player from New York, the number 243rd ranked player by 247 Sports, three-star and 43rd overall power forward in the class of 2020, New York first-team All-USA, one-time state champion, City Rocks and St. Andrews star, and recent Butler commit, Miles Wilmot, 34th episode of Shoes Views. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Everything's That's good. good. Yeah. All right, sweet. So let's get right into it and talk about your commitment to Butler. So why did you decide to go to Butler? I mean – just the coaching staff and uh they had been on me for a while so like they they saw my game the same way that I see my game um mm-hmm. and coach Jordan is a really great guy and the whole coaching staff and I always wanted to play in the Big East like I went to a mm-hmm. tournament game Big East last year and it was just atmosphere was crazy to me and I'll get to play some games close to home and I feel like I'm gonna fit in there right away because their mentality there is just to 
be a gym rat and work hard all the time and just do things the right way. And that's just what I do. So I think it's a perfect fit. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. definitely being able to go in there and play the way you want to play and especially someone appreciating your game is yeah. definitely huge. I mean, I mean, definitely we can talk about that then. I mean, you're being able to be joined by a whole lot of other players as currently guys are number seven in the rankings. Talk about some of the guys that's going to be coming with you. I mean, I know it's early, but number seven is still pretty tough. So, mm-hmm. um, I know we got Miles Tate right now, which is crazy. I've never played. Mm-hmm. With, I've never played with anybody with the same exact name as me. So, <laughs> I, I haven't heard much. I mean, I, I haven't heard much about him, but like I watched a few videos, and he's like a tough scoring guard. So, I already mm-hmm. know what he's gonna do. He's he's gonna get buckets. And then Chuck, I, I've played against Chuck. Uh, a couple times over AAU, like when I played for New Jersey plays and he was going to take over like four teams. So he's just really a good lead guard. Like he knows uh, how to control the game. So like those two and then me, and then um, they're looking at a kid. I know Eugene Brown to finish out the class and he's at mm-hmm. his top six right now. So hopefully we get him in. All of us are just good kids and we just want to work. So, I mean, when you go to Butler and play for a great coach, like good things going to happen. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I mean, I think that's definitely a big brand by Butler. I mean, he has all go there. I mean, obviously, not always do the teams, or rarely, honestly, the teams with like the top one, two, three recruits going really winning and be successful. I mean, it's the guys that actually want to grind out and they put themselves at the next level. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, being able to go out there and whenever you play, I mean, you're being the number one player from New York. What does that bring along with it? Does it bring confidence, motivation, pressure? What are some of the things that comes along with it? I mean, that's kind of weird because I don't even know how that happened. Like, that was just out of nowhere. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not the type of – I don't really, like, pay attention to rankings or anything like that. Like, I feel like the way I became good was just having fun playing basketball. Like, I just play every day. Basketball is just basketball to me. Like, it's just fun. It's just something I love to do. So, I don't really think about anything like that. I just – every time I get out there, I just want to go hard and do whatever the team needs to win. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And that's the most important thing. I mean, obviously doing something that you love and being able to go out there and play something that you love obviously obviously brings a whole other intensity and energy out along with it. Yeah. So were there any of those schools that were really considering next to Butler or was Butler just by far better than any other offer? I committed pretty early. Who knows what could have happened, but I really just fell in love with what they were doing, the way they worked, you know what I mean? So I just – I didn't really even care about anybody else. Like, nothing, any, none of my other offers or – like, really jumped out to me. And then I had interest from in other schools, like, on that level. But, like, they were waiting too long to really show that interest. And I know I should be playing at that level. Like, I proved that in some games. Like, I've done things against top players in the country. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I I knew I wanted to play Big East that level. And it was really just, yeah, just Butler and me, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what are you most excited about playing for college? I'm excited to play for something bigger than just mm-hmm. me. Like trying to play to get to the Final Four. My assistant coach, uh, he, he called me and told me that the Final Four is in Indianapolis. So, if we made it my freshman year, we'd be playing in front of our home fans. So, just really playing for something bigger than myself. Like, that's just gonna be awesome. Trying to play playing on the highest level against other high level players. Like that's what you. That's what you play basketball for. You want to test yourself and become better than everybody else. Like, win. So, that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm, no doubt. I mean, I think definitely that moment you first get stepped foot on a college court. I mean, 
you get to realize so many things. I mean, you achieved your dream you always thought of. Yeah. But also, on the other hand, like you said, I mean, it's the first time. I mean, high school basketball is special, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, you're at college. Like, there's thousands and thousands of fans sold out every game, all, like, supporting you and your team or against you. But yeah. either way, it's, like, it's just a whole other atmosphere that's a like dream come true. Yeah. Hinkle Fieldhouse is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. But why do you think it takes so long for you to get national attention or even to be still remain underrated? I never really like, did anything ball like, my junior year at Bergen, like, I averaged four points, and, like, I wasn't that good back then. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody knew about me. I wasn't on a, a good AU team year before. So, it wasn't, like, I, I everything I've gotten, I deserve. Like, I, I'm not, like, I don't really, what I've done, I, I don't deserve, to, I don't think I deserve to be, um, like, I don't know, top 50 or something like that, but. I feel mm-hmm. like what I can do in the future will put me in that situation. So, I mean, like, I was nine points on the ELBL circuit. I feel like going forward, though, um, like playing with St. Andrews this year, like, I have a really big role on the team. I'm going to be a leader on the team. And, like, this is the year where people are really going to see what I could do, like, fully, because nobody really has. Mm-hmm. Only I, I feel like only really I know what I could do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No doubt. I mean, definitely being able to bring out that full potential is going to be huge. I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, if people look and watch videos of you or read up on you, I mean, that you learn, I mean, you obviously have all the potential in the world to be special, like at a very high level, make it past college. I mean, build to that breakout will be definitely big time. For sure. So let's jump in a little AAU basketball. So why did you decide to go play for City Rocks? Two years ago, it was like, it was weird. So I I played with New Jersey Roadrunners, uh, 16U, 2017 summer. Or spring, mm-hmm. and then like I got hurt, so I didn't play like the whole July, and then I played my junior year at Bergen, and I knew how um like AU teams they make their teams in the fall, and I always I knew I felt like I always belonged on the UIBL team because I was on players before that, but like I I got cut <laughs> to the B team, mm-hmm. and I played with them for two years, um and. Like, I knew I belonged on the URBL team or just a team in that level so I could get that exposure. So my dad, he's probably helped me the most in my whole basketball career. Like, he called PSA, <laughs> City Rocks, um, Rens, New Heights, all these teams to try and get me a workout for them. And I went to a PSA mm-hmm. workout, and they said, like, I, I was definitely good enough to make the team, but they already had the team, and they – they're like all these programs. They show loyalty to their players. So, if they had ten, I was gonna be eleven, and I was gonna have to work my way up. And then City Rocks, like mm-hmm. I had seen them at Pitt Jam Fest, sixteen the year before, and honestly, I just didn't think the team was that good. So like, and it was kind of close to home. It was two hours. Like I'm not even from upstate New York, so mm-hmm. I thought it was it was two hours away. So I thought it would like I would have a chance to make the team. So uh, Jim Hart invited me to the New York State Top Twenty Four uh, two years ago, and I played well. I did all right, but there were some really good players there, like Isaiah Stewart, Andre, Gerald, like pretty much all kids on City Rock 17 team that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just chose the team because, like, he really he gave me a chance. Like, he was the only person who really gave me a chance, and I thought I would have a chance to play. And then that year, I didn't really play much on 17s. Um, but since I had just reclassed, I was able to go play 16s. And then that summer, I really, like, started to figure out myself as a basketball player. It was it was good. Like the coaches around me, like Pat Neary and Greg Fahey and, and Jim and all those coaches, they, they helped me get confidence and that's why I, I stuck with them and they'll always be friendly. So 
Mm-hmm. That's big time. I mean, I know there's a lot of stories you hear about. I mean, so many guys that it takes longer. I mean, not all people figure it out, obviously, in middle school or high school. I mean, some take even into college. But yeah. there's some of those stories, I think, especially in today's NBA and basketball. I mean, you see guys like John Morant, Brian Clark. I yeah. mean, Jared Culver. I mean, the list goes on about these guys that just take a while to figure it out. And then the, yeah. they have so much potential. And finally, someone invests in it. And clearly, it pays off. Yeah. So talk a lot more about your experience this year and how you liked it and some of the top players on the team that played alongside you. Um, I mean, it was fun. Like, it was a lot of hype for us coming into this year because last year they went to the Elite Eight and Peace Jam. Um, mm-hmm. And then this year, like, we had Samir. Um, he's at Marquette now. Andre, he's, like, the most athletic person I've ever played with seen in my life to be honest and it's so much fun playing with him like me and him on defense because like we're really long and athletic so we cause havoc and and like when both of us are attacking like it was just a problem um and we we had other people like oh and we got cj like halfway through the year um and cj is mm-hmm. like, straight up like that dude just knows how to get buckets half court and the half court like mainly like, he really he could shoot do everything so like it, it was a lot of hype we didn't really fulfill the hype because <laughs> we didn't piece in but um it was fun i mean i, I can't complain I, I i found a school of my choice and i finished the whole summer strong like we got to the final four of pit we lost but we played against bradley bill elite and they got three five stars and we beat them the first mm-hmm. we played them twice down there we beat them the first game and we really like outplayed them and they, they got a lot of hype around them, which – and that's something you want to do as a basketball player. Anytime there's mm-hmm. players with hype around them, you want to up, upend them. And we did, and then the second time we lost. So, it was it was a good summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, anytime you can walk away, obviously, saying it was a great summer and even bigger, you came along, away with the offer you really – like you said, you really wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So, let's jump in and talk about high school a little bit now. So why did you originally decide to start off at Virgin Catholic? Um, I mean, growing up, uh, I played, I played for New Jersey players in eighth grade. So like, mm-hmm. when I grew up, my dad was because I'm from Rockland County, New York. It's like a suburb, thirty minutes outside of Manhattan. So, growing up, my dad he would take me to the city to play, like for Riverside Hawks, and that's where because basketball here is not good. So mm-hmm. I would go there. And then also, like, it's right next to Jersey. So um, there's a lot of high schools in Jersey, Bourbon Catholic, Don Bosco, Prep, St. Joe's, um, that compete. And, and Jersey is probably, to me, it's the best state for high school basketball, like regular high school basketball. It's probably the best. The last year you had Randy, Scotty Lewis, like Bergen, my boy Zach, like all the, all, mm-hmm. so many talented players. And yeah, like, I saw that and – that's why I wanted to go there originally. And Bergen wasn't really known as a basketball school. And, like, I had a group of friends, and we all played for Hoop Dreams, uh, Billy Armstrong's AU team. And it was me, this kid Jason Earl, Jalen, this kid Zach, Doug, Justin, Sean, and we all decided to go there together pretty much. And, like, our goal – people don't know this, but, like, our goal freshman year was to be – to win the TFC championship because we felt like we had – seven Division One players, and we did. I'm going to Butler. Zach said Xavier. Mm-hmm. Matt's going to – Matt just got off from Notre Dame and, like, Penn State. 
kid Jalen, mm-hmm. he's at Tilton now. He transferred out the same year as me. Um, he's got D1 looks. And then Jason, he's at a D1 Juco. And then the kid Doug is going to St. Peter's. So, like, we really – and it's sad that, like, I had to leave because I had to reclass and figure out my own game my own way. Um, mm-hmm. But just the potential and talent we had. And I still feel like if me and the kid Jalen stayed there, because they went to the TLC final this year and they lost to Randy. And people don't okay. people don't know how good like that Bergen team was and like really could have been if like we were still there, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's just the way it goes. So No doubt. I mean definitely obviously doing whatever is best for you is obviously what's you need to do for your long term career. Sure, but obviously sure. being able to see your teammates and your guys stay close, that's always big time too. Yeah, those those are my brothers. Like we still talk like almost every day. We go play we ball all the time, that's how we get better. So those are my mm-hmm. brothers. Absolutely. So now you're at St. Andrews. Talk about that and the transfer and why you decided to go over there. Um, well, I'm a, I was going to be a young senior. So, like, I just turned 18, and mm-hmm. I would have been a freshman this year. And, like, I'm skinny, so my dad always felt like doing an extra year would help me in mm-hmm. the weight room and stuff like that. And, like, I always wanted to reclass in eighth grade, but my, my mom didn't want to budge back then. So... It came, and I'm happy the way it went because it's not about just reclassing. Like, to reclass and then be good at something, you really have to, like, understand what you did and then put the time in to get where you want to be. And in eighth grade, I wouldn't have done that. So mm-hmm. it was better that I did it after my junior year. And I and also, I wanted to go to a school where I could be there for two years, not one, because if you do one year, it's, like, it's going to be hard to fit in, like, you know what I'm saying? So now, like, mm-hmm. going back to St. Andrews for a second year, I know what to expect, and I wanted to play, obviously, high level, like I did in Jersey. Um, and when I talked to Coach Hart from St. Andrews, when I went up there for my visit, like, NEPSAC AA, like, he showed me all the accolades. And he really just told me, like, he kept it real with me, and now I'm going to have to work, and there's a spot for me. Um, and he didn't, like, sugarcoat anything and make it seem like it was going to be easy, and that's what I really liked. And he's the best coach I ever had, easily, <laughs> and he's – so much of the reason why I've gotten so much better. Obviously, like you said, I mean, the whole same one year would obviously be tough. I mean, because the first year, a lot of times, is like almost like a trial and error kind of thing. I mean, just trying yeah, to see how you fit in, how the season teams do. I mean, be able to have to come back one more year so you yeah. can capitalize and potentially win. And honestly, like, I had an up-and-down season this year for high school. Like, I, mm-hmm. I had some games where I was balling. Like, I had, like, I don't know, three or four near-triple-double games. And then I had games where – he would scream at me because I was being too soft or something, take me out, and then an older kid who's a post-grad would come in for me, and mm-hmm. then I would sit on the bench. And then end of the season, like, I finished strong. I, I had, like, 19 and 16 against Vermont, and then I had 15 and 13 in championships. So, like, it, definitely what I thought was going to happen happened. It was up and down, and down. this year is really going to be special for me. Mm-hmm, no doubt. Talk about being with a win state. Um. Winning the New England Championship was just – it was crazy because, like, I didn't know much about NEPSAC coming into it. So, like, I didn't know how tough of a league it is and everything like that. And mm-hmm. some guys on my team, like Rob and Bryson, they had been there three, four years. And, like, they have been trying to win it for so long. And me coming there – and they came up short last year in the championship game with Cole Swider on the team. He's at Villanova. Um so, and then Coach Hart, he hasn't won. He didn't win one since 2007. So, like, 
Okay. And then just the friendships that I made with my teammates, like, it just made us all want to go even harder to win that championship. And just – we went through so much, like, because in, in the playoffs, we lost two of our starters. And then the championship game, we had eight players. And we, we still wow. won. And, like, just the friendships and the brotherhood I'm going to have from winning that championship and just the memories and the hard work we put in to get there is, is special. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's something all people always think about. I mean, especially like being able to build the things past basketball is amazing. I mean, basketball, even if you make it to the NBA and are there for 20 years, like some of the best are, you yeah. still have half your life, not more of free time, basically. I mean, being able to have those friendships are definitely huge and a big part of all, basketball and all sports. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So what's one of your big expectations or goals you've set for yourself for this upcoming season? I just want to win. And... I just I, I want to dominate. Like this is really this is really my first time being the best player on the team and like being a leader for the team. So mm-hmm. that's why I really came for this fifth year because um, I knew that and uh, like I, I just want to help the younger guys like learn um, mm-hmm. and fit in with the system and then I just want to. I just want to win, to be honest. I want to win another championship. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's not really about stats for me. When I say dominate, I mean, like, I want to be the hardest worker on defense and the person attacking the most on offense. And that's what dominating is to me. You, you could you could have 10 points and still dominate the game in my, mm-hmm. in my eyes. So, like, I, I just want to do that every day, starting when I get up there for workouts and in practice and then in the games and, that's my goal, and when I do that, then the results will come. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the best examples of what you just said is Draymond. I mean, obviously he's someone that – is he maybe like the greatest scorer ever? No, yeah. but, like, he obviously is one of the key parts, if not the most key part, to why Golden State's won so much recently. I mean, he's the glue yeah. and just the guy that – and he truly – I mean, people maybe didn't dominate LeBron or something, but yeah. he still dominated where he got the team to be able to win championships, which is obviously yeah. the most important part. Yeah, Iguodala, too. Mm-hmm, no doubt. So is there anyone that you really would like to team up with or you've played alongside in your past that you know is, like, your dynamic duo or your big three or something? I mean, i play with a lot of good players. Like, my friend Zach, like, we're going to be rivals in the Big East. He's at Xavier, so I can't really say that. Uh, um, I guess I could say my friend Jalen at Tilton, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully we both get to the league and <laughs> – play for the Knicks or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> I, we've been playing with each other since we were eight, so that would be crazy. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we know how to play with each other. We've been, like, I, I know all his moves, you know, all my moves, like, when we play one-on-one, so that would, we would just work well together. No doubt. So for your game, what do you mostly pride yourself in? I, I pride myself in uh, probably just attacking and just being a, a really intelligent player. Like, I, I really understand the game. Um, and I want to be coached. So, like, that's something that I take pride in. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you're able to be coached and you're on the same page as your coach and you learn things from him, um, like, you'll have an upper hand. No doubt. So who's someone that you model your game after? I don't really model my game after, like, one person, but I take bits and pieces of 
like other players, like I watch highlights. Um, obviously, probably Kevin Durant, so skinny and can dribble and shoot. Um, mm-hmm. But I watch everybody. I watch LeBron, obviously. I watch Giannis. Like I'm trying to get that Euro step dunk because that's crazy. I have the length to do it. Mm-hmm. Got to work on the strength. Um, I, I watch everybody. Like, I, I watch guards because I want to get my handle like that. I want to do everything. I watch Andy Davis. I want to have face-up game like him. Um, I watch everybody, <laughs> to be honest. I, I'm just a mm-hmm. basketball fan. Talking like the NBA, I mean, when you're able to just watch that, I mean, it's clear-cut. I mean, even the guys that don't get much run, like, they're the best players in the world, and there's something to learn from everyone because yeah. for some reason they are in the NBA and they are some, one of the best players. So, I mean, yeah. there's just so many examples of what to do in different pieces to truly make your own brand of who you are. Yeah, like, I, I went to the NBA draft this year, and, like, it really changed my perspective on how hard you have to work because they have the green room, right? And yeah. those are the people that are expected to get drafted. There's people in the stands from different countries, like sitting next to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> from different mm-hmm. countries that are trying to get drafted, and they get drafted, and you have no clue who they are, and they're not on Jay Billis's top <laughs> ten board. Like you don't know mm-hmm. anything about them, and then they say some random name, and then you're like, what, what? And then they they put the spotlight on them, and they walk down twenty flights, and then they get drafted. So like you really have to work because you don't know. There's so many tough players out there. And I think that's something very key. I mean, in my opinion, if you look at, it, I mean. A lot. Anyone that says like the basketball is getting worse today, I think it's ridiculous. But I mean, you look at. I think there's at least 200, if not more, players from every single class that is legit like NBA potential. Just depends who wants to work the hardest to get to that point. I mean, there's yeah. so much talent from so many countries now. I mean, you've <laughs> obviously got the United States, but you got Europe still. You I mean you got Australia, Africa. I mean, there's so many great countries that are developing and bringing elite talent over, which is amazing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So let's talk about your family and your sister Jordan at Dayton. What's it like having her being in college and the example she's kind of set for you? Um, it's amazing. Like I've been on so many college campuses from going to visits with her from when she was in high school. So mm-hmm. I, I really had a grasp on the recruiting process and what to look for from her. Like I've I've been to Michigan, which is kind of crazy because Laval was an assistant coach there when I went on a visit there, but. He didn't, okay. he, he didn't, like, we didn't know each other, obviously. I, mm-hmm. I don't even think I saw him, but I, I, I saw Karis LeVert and Glenn Robinson like, warming up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, I don't know, 12, and I went to a game. Um, like, I've been on I've been on so many college campuses because of my sister. I've been to hers several times. And she, she like, she gives me tips, you know, like, of how hard it's going to be, like, between school and basketball. And, and just having that, like, to help me is, is just – been amazing and watching her play like like how she handled success in high school and some things I learned from her like just when you have success you just gotta keep going and if you don't have success you keep going so like that's how the basketball game works you go up 20 you still gotta keep trying to go up 30 you go down mm-hmm. 20 you still try to get to 10 and that's how you eventually win so just little mm-hmm. things yeah. no doubt so who in your life would you say has been your biggest role model? Probably my mom. She does so much. Like, she, she's a principal. Um, and there's been a lot of budget cuts in my school district at home uh, where mm-hmm. she works. Like, her school used to be fourth to sixth, and then it's, now it's fourth to eighth. So, like, imagine that, that many kids. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they've cut school. Like, they cut her old school uh, when I was younger. So she's gotten a flood of kids. She, she works sometimes from, like, 7.30 to 10. Wow. Majority of the time, like, um, even my dad too. Like, they both, like, both of them are role models for me because they just, 
they do so much for me. And, like it, it, it's really a blessing to have two parents that just like do everything possible for you. Um, and like I'm not, I'm not like one of those kids who's saying like, oh, I, I came from nothing, or I, like my parents are. Uh, I gotta pay them back because of everything they did. For, like I don't know. Uh, they just, my mom is my role model because she really inspires me to do what she does, and I I want to do that for my kids eventually. So, mm-hmm. I think that's key right there. I mean, obviously, always. I mean, no matter what. I mean, the parents always are the ones, or at least your parent, guardian, whatever it might be, are the ones that allow you to do whatever you pursue. And I mean, obviously, that's key to be able to have parents that love and support whatever you do. Uh, but I mean, like you just said there. I mean, not necessarily just always having to repay them. You're just trying yeah. to take what they've done for you, like a role model, and be able to bring that back down to your kids when you're older. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So in one year, where do you see yourself as a player? One year. I mean, I feel like I'm going to weigh like 15 more pounds <laughs> working with Butler and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and by myself. I try to improve everything. Like, I'm a really versatile player. So, like, I, I guess – expand my range more, my three, because the line in college is deeper. I played with in AAU, and it was kind of a struggle. Um, just everything. I want to work on my hand. I want my hand to be tighter. I, like, I want to be able to guard one to five uh, and just be attack, be able to attack multiple ways, like high post, low post, wing, just anywhere. Push the ball, be a playmaker. Um, I just, just keep working for everything. That's my goal. No doubt. And finally, I always like to wrap up talking about God. So how has he helped you the most throughout your career and life so far? He's definitely helped me because I've had some injuries, <laughs> definitely, mm-hmm. like right now. Um, and like, he definitely helped me get through this because like, it sucks not being able to play basketball. Like, <laughs> like I, I've wanted to play for so bad. Like, I haven't played since, I don't know, end of July because I had a uh, a wrist injury, um, mm-hmm. and I'll be I'll be back in September. But helping me get through that, just keeping me sane. Because when I come back, I just I'm gonna play so much and so often just to get ready for the season. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I definitely know that no matter what, he's always there to be able to guide you. And the highs or lows, it's always awesome to always have someone that's there. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's definitely been great chopping up with you, my guy, and I'm excited to watch how your senior season unfolds and, of course, how you kill it at Butler and from there on out. Best of luck. Yeah, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you. No problem. God bless. Coming up next, you're not going to miss what I have to say in the shoes zone as I go over some of the biggest topics of the first few days of the week and how and what my thoughts are on those. Coming up right after this. I just jump right into something that truly is why I made Shoe Zone, and that's about Kawhi Leonard. He's been a part of a group now donating 1 million backpacks to students across three school districts in Southern California. Big props to Kawhi. Awesome that he's given back to his hometown, obviously, where he's now playing. Peter Tucker also wants an extension ASAP. He said, it's now, it's time for my extension right now. I'm optimistic. I think he deserves it. I don't know what else he's going to do. There's no way they're going to replace him. He's been a fabulous replacement. For what Luke Mamute, what Trevor Reeser was. Oh, they could have had all three. But point is, he's been fabulous. He's been perfect for them. I don't see why you don't resign the guy and extend him right now. Lakers are also now working on Dwight Howard, Mo Spates, Joakim Noah, amongst others, and also considering Martian Gortat. Now it's going to be interesting 
what's going to go down there. As I'm not 100% positive, I mean, we'll see. I mean, all of them, I think D12 is the obvious signing there. I mean, I would be shocked if they don't re-sign or go sign uh, Dwight Howard. I mean, Dwight Howard was fabulous. He's still the double-double machine. I mean, I, I just don't even know how you don't re-sign him. He'd be a perfect place for them to go. Now, the Atlanta Hawks are now promoting Travis Slink. He's now the president of basketball operations. He also will remain the GM. Big props to him. I mean, he's done a fabulous job out there with Atlanta. J.J. Barea is officially re-signing with Dallas to a one-year deal. Incredible. I do have one question. How is he getting signed? He's coming off a big injury as well, if you don't remember. Before Jeremy Lin does. I think J.J. Barea is an NBA player as well. Don't get me wrong. But Lin is better. I just don't understand this, folks. Now, the rookie... They had the surveys, and here's the results. Zion Williamson expected to win Rookie of the Year at 35% of the votes. Not a shocker there. Best career, though. Here's a shocker in a way. But because I've heard a lot of players on the show have said that. They think Cameron Reddish is the most underrated player. Biggest deal. He's at 19%. Yes, he's projected to have a better career than everyone else in the NBA draft. Biggest deal, Bobble. He's at 19%. I think him, you could also bring Clark, and there's a lot of good players right up in there. Most athletic Zion by 87%. I think the other 13 probably went to John Morant. The best shooter is Tyler Hero at 33%. Can't deny that one. Best defender, Matisse Thybul, 37%. He's going to be a heck of a defender. Huge big-time player there. Best playmaker is John Morant at 40%. Favorite player of most of these rookies is LeBron James at 38%. Kevin Durant was second. Now, disheartening news, David Blatt has been diagnosed with MS. He was actually diagnosed a few months ago, but he just now released it to the public. Prayers for him. Hopefully, all can go well there, and hopefully the effects aren't too bad where he's at least able to enjoy what he's going to be able to have to go through right now. But to end it off on a positive note, Russell Westbrook is another great thing for the community. He's launching a program, a computer program that will train students in coding, computer literature, and computer engineering. Big time thing for Russell Westbrook. I mean, so much going down across the league, but especially when you can go back and just see the positives of these athletes that they give them back. It's amazing, and there's nothing to replace that. That's what I got for you guys in Shoes Zone, episode 34. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. You guys know this is how I'm going to end every single episode of Shoes Views. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today on Shoes Views, episode 34. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. I'll be back Friday again for a third episode, and that'll be the last episode before we kick off the highly anticipated Dream Vision series. You're not going to miss that. Also, there'll be an episode of The Breakdown hopefully coming soon. Only way to stay up to date, though, Go follow me on Instagram, at Zach Shoemaker, and Twitter, same handle there. Don't forget to go subscribe, like, comment, whatever it may be to continue to spread this podcast and shoot views. Also, the breakdown would be greatly appreciated. Finally, hope you guys all continue to have a great rest of your week. That being said, everyone go be the light of God. Shoot us out, and God bless.